Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, that was a bad one. I thought it was great. It didn't come from like... Taking a swig of water. It didn't come from the... It come from my diaphragm. Yeah, you were a little chesty with it, but what? I didn't think it was bad. I'll blame the smell. You're doing great. <laughs> we are so excited, boo crew, because we are chatting with a baddie. A baddie of the books. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Literally. Oh my gosh, wait, there's so much alliteration, but I can't say it all until <laughs> I actually fully introduce. So we want to get this party started. So without further ado, today we have best-selling author of You Can Actually Do This, lifestyle transformation coach and co-host of the Balance and Bliss podcast. Please help us introduce Andrea Mondu. Let's hear it. Now on this so much. That's amazing. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all things about how you can actually do this and how you have learned to actually do the things. Mm-hmm. But first, you know, we got to play a game. Got to warm you up. Yeah. I love it. Come on in. Have a seat. Make you feel welcome. <laughs> do you want something to drink? <laughs> okay. For the first one, if you could switch the sounds of two animals... <laughs> okay. What would they be? <laughs> I feel like it would be really ridiculous. This is the first thing that came to my mind. And so here we go. If a dog sounded like a dolphin. Ooh, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Literally the first thing. That's a really good one. Oh wow. Okay, great. <laughs> AMQ, do you have any? Now that we're now that we have it out here, um, <laughs> I just I'm I'm hearing that I'm watching Luna in my mind, like her opening her mouth and a right. dolphin noise coming. Yeah, out of her face. yeah. Um, I think it would be really funny to watch a pig moo. A pig moo. And okay. A a cow oink. All right. <laughs> I would want a lion to make like an elephant sound. Like something <laughs> like when it opened its mouth really big. Yeah, it's just like that trunk. <laughs> I think that's what I'd go with. Um, what weird thing would you make socially acceptable if you could? Oh my gosh. Picking your wedgie. Ooh, yes. Ooh. It happens. Happens to everyone. And like you have to, sometimes you have to do like a weird wiggle and it's like, why can't I just fix it? And it, nobody looks at me differently. Right. I feel like the weird wit. We all have yes. them. Yeah. And it would be more discreet to like just reach down and pick it than to like try and shake it out of your lady bits. Like yeah, you can't, right. you can't. No. When it gets, especially if it's a front wedgie and it goes right up in there, you oh, can't wiggle that. Not. You got to go double. Those are that. called veggies. Have yeah, you veggies. Ever, never heard of this before? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's the, that's the I've never heard of. We can that. never make it five minutes into any without episode talking, without talking about yeah, vagina. It's always it's <laughs> a veggie. You're welcome. I'll never You're get over, I'll never right. get over that. I'll never get over that. 
Yeah, some of those you have to go like double knuckle deep to like dig out. Um, <laughs> okay, wedgie piggy. That's a great one. You're not going to ask me? No, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I would make it, go, so, go, go, go. Would make it socially acceptable to just like, okay, this is... So, I'm only saying this because I'm having like flashbacks back to high school, but I was blessed. I never had like really bad acne. Oh, However, I had wait. wild, really crazy whiteheads because I have very oily skin, very oily hair. And like, you know, you'd go to the bathroom, it wouldn't be there. And then like five minutes later, it would just appear on your face. I had tons of friends like that. And I just wish it was socially acceptable to just like reach over and just pop their whiteheads for them. <laughs> So that they didn't have to walk through life because no one calls you. I thought you were going to say like, I I wish it was socially acceptable for someone to turn around and be like, hey, by the way, this is on your face. But but that's next level. (laughs) To actually take the extra step to pop it for them. Maybe they know it's there and they don't, they're not a pop. Some people don't like to do that. Okay. Do you? (laughs) I'm a, I pick, I pick, I'm so bad. If it's a white head. Yeah. I mean, white heads are different. Like that should look for me anyway. It looks, it's like a volcano ready to go. Like mine are just like, they show up and they're ready to rock. Okay. So I just mean like that. Okay. All right. Um, we'll round this, we'll round this out with this question. (laughs) I'm just curious where you find these. (laughs) Yeah. They're just in her brain. (laughs) Sometimes they're just like, I'll just keep a running note of things that I just randomly think about. Yeah. Or her brain. Or they're just things that like I've been asked. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to write that down because it would be good for the pod. Every day. Okay. I'm going to set the scene. Every day, 12 things appear in your backyard at random, but they all start with the same letter. What letter would you choose? What do you, like, you got 12 things that are popping off, but you get to pick the letter that they all start with. And they all start with the same letter. What would, what letter would you pick? So I'm envisioning a pool and a picnic and a puppy and some peonies. So I'm going to pick the letter P. Good one. Wow. That was fast. Yes. (laughs) Came up really. Because immediately I was like, what do I like in my backyard? Swimming. And so then I was like, P. Okay. What else starts with P? Like my brain literally went like this. Yes. That's great. Oh, you meant pool. I was like, swimming starts with S. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where are we? Okay. Got it. Well, we are going to get into this and talk to you about all the things, how you can actually do things. And we want to hear all about your journey because we here at I Got You Boo really feel passionate about when we share our lived experiences, we become one and community building is our jam. So AMQ, take it away. That's my segue. I'm trying to get better at it. (laughs) I'm really good at that. But whatever. You know, we all have our strengths. (laughs) I love segues. Mm Okay. Andrea, you show up so confidently and we admire that. Obviously you just, you show up as you, and that's so awesome. What has your journey to self-acceptance looked like? Very long, very Mm -hmm. up and down like this. I think that, gosh, so maybe I'll start just like, I'll give you like a short from the beginning. So I have been on a what started as a weight loss journey, which has now just become a uh, wellness journey, a self-acceptance journey, probably for about the last 15, 16 years. 
And it really took a shift and a transition after I had my daughter. And I think that part of that came like stemmed from wanting to set a good example for, you know, I'm really passionate about breaking down the diet culture for as for myself and also as a career, because I just have spent so much time wrapped up in it, as I know that you both understand. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I'm like, okay, my mission is to change the world so that Clara has a better world to live in. Um, But in turn, what ended up happening, you know, I... I wanted to get back into movement, get back into taking care of my body. Cause to me, taking care of me and my body was solely directed in like fitness and what I was eating, Mm. which again is a trap that a lot of us fall into. And what I learned slowly from, you know, the, having this transition or this shift in the way that I approached, um, wellness was that, I need to understand that there's never like a destination. It's always a journey. And I was doing a chat or an interview earlier today with somebody um, for my show. And we were talking about how your body is in different places at different ages, right? Your 35-year-old body is not the same as your 20-year-old body or your 15-year-old body, nor is it the same body as if you're grieving or if you're pre-pregnancy or post-pregnancy or like whatever it is, right? Our bodies are, are always different, are always changing, but somehow we have this mentality of like, but I want it to look this way and it should always look this way and it should always be this way. And I found I was doing that as well. And part of that really just has come with growing my knowledge and the the types of conversations that I'm having, the type of things that I'm listening to. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I kind of went all over the place, but in a nutshell, like my journey is always evolving, is always growing. And, and once I realized that, then I've been able to give myself a lot more grace along the way. Oh, I could, I was like (laughs) snapping (laughs) all the snaps so much. We need more of this in the world. We need more people joining forces in this way because think about how much time in life we would get back. If Mm -hmm. Remember that stat, Becca, that we heard at BODCON, the one time we went to BODCON where it was like the average woman spends 17 years, 17 years of her life dieting. Pardon? Yeah. Like imagine, and then I thought, thought, thought about that stat and I was like, okay, well at the time I was 35, I was like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure does. It totally checks out when you actually apply it to you. This is, this is the thing is it, it can start so young, like girls as young as I was doing research for my book and, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but like under 10, yeah, under 10 are already noticing wow. around them, like the media, right? They'll notice what is like a, a more desired looking body. Like think about the princesses in Disney, right? Mm-hmm. They've started, yeah. like there's a lot of shifts that are happening, which is awesome. But historically, like no wonder this like, this body image issue begins so early because there's lack of representation and then comments that people make that are, you know, seemingly innocent or modeling. You watch what your mom did or your aunt Mm -hmm. did or whomever did. Like there's so many things that can compound the reasons of why it starts so young. So 17 years does not surprise me in the least. Yeah. If anything, it sounds like it would be more when you, when you hear numbers like that, like it's true. Like, I mean, 
I teach fourth grade and I see those girls like starting to, oh, I wish I had your, and I'm like, no, we like, but I don't think before I started the journey my own, I wouldn't have noticed, picked up that as being like an alert, like a red flag. Like, no, but but that's really because we were just so, this diet culture was ingrained in our lives and our society so deeply that we wouldn't even bat an eye on it. So, oh, that's such important work. Very, very important work. What What inspired you to write you actually can do this. I love that title. I love it so much. (laughs) So good. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because when I started writing it, so I was inspired by many different things. One is that I have such a passion for helping other people. That is just like, it runs through my blood. I right out of college or right out of college, right out of high school, went to college um, for social services and social work. Mm -hmm. So I did that for most of my career. And then I've now transitioned into health coaching. So I've always had this passion for helping. I kind of had this idea of like, if I wrote a book and I've, I've always wanted to write a book, like in the back of my book, um, there's a picture of me when I was 14 years old on the cover of like our local newspaper, like writing in a writing workshop and the the paper came and they wanted to like interview somebody who was attending. And so they interviewed me, which was so cool. And when I was 14, right. I was like, yes. And, you know, I was like, all my friends say that I'm never going to finish writing a book. And I say, you just watch. So now here I am like 20 years later, oh, writing a book. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, but I had a, a, a friend say to me, you know, like, why do you do the work that you do? And I was like, well, I do it because one, I have a passion for helping Two, I feel like the more people that are having these conversations, the more people that are sharing the real tools and tips of how to have a sustainable well lifestyle, which is what everybody wants, right? Everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants to live well. But again, we always look at food and nutrition or food and movement as the two things that are going to solve that. Um, and they're not right. There's so much more that can, that can go into that. Um, I want, I need a lot of people to know this information and I'm only one person. So like I coach one-on-one and I have my show and I do workshops But what if I wrote a book and then it was out there and anybody could stumble across it? Anybody could read it and say, okay, here's this like regular woman who's just anybody, like I'm literally just anybody off the street. This is what she did. And this is how it worked for her in this way. I feel like through my story, you were saying earlier on at the beginning of this episode, like there's so much power in sharing your story and, and that brings a lot of connection if people can look at me and say, okay, well, she, she kind of did it, then maybe they might feel like they can do it too. So I wrote the book in a style of sharing my journey, sharing tips. And then at the end of every chapter, there's like take action piece. So it's like, take it one step further, take what you've read about what I've done, take what works for you. Cause not everything is going to resonate with everybody and then actually apply it. So there's lines in the book where you can write exactly what you're going to do and take away from that chapter. And I dedicated the entire book to Clara, because again, going back to like, listen, I'm going to change the world for you. I'm not naive to think that she's not going to run up against it because man, diet culture is so fucking loud. It is right. It's Mm -hmm. so loud, but I, I want to be louder. So I, and I want her internal compass to be louder, to be able to shut that stuff out a little bit easier than, than it was for me. 
So yeah, there's a lot of things that inspired me to write the book, but uh, it was really cool. Like I sometimes sit back and I'm like, I fucking wrote a book. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, did. yeah, I like, did. What this? Yes, like I, this, that's I wrote this. Anyway, it's really cool, and everybody that reads it, like, it just makes it means so much to me. Every time somebody reads it and says, "Hey, that really resonated with me," or "That made me feel better," or "That didn't make me feel alone," like that's all I really want is I want people to not feel alone in a topic that is so common among all, I don't think I've ever met a woman in my life who hasn't struggled with body image, but we don't talk about it enough. I never talked about the things that I thought in my head out loud. Like I'm 5'10". I'm a bigger girl. Like I'm, you know, like I've always been bigger than my friends. I've never been able to wear the clothes that they were all wearing, like going to the store and buying a size 13 still didn't fit me sometimes, but I wanted to shop at all those stores. But I just like, I had all of this internal dialogue all the time and I felt so alone in it. Yeah. And now people just, I don't know. I'm like, let's, let's just make people not feel so alone. Right. And I think that the part that you put in the book about the action piece is so important because we can, in, we can internalize all of the goods. We can like, yes, yes, yes. And scream it from the rooftops and it resonates. And, but I feel like that missing piece is what now, what do I do next? Yeah. And yeah. what do I do next? Like, cool. How do I do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And baby step that. So like at the end, having that at the end of each chapter, I feel like really let someone kind of take some ownership and empowerment in that way. That's amazing. I think that that piece is always the hardest piece is the what now, how do I do it? Yeah. And there's a lot of, I think like, I mean, I wrote this book primarily for women. There have been some men that have read it, like my dad and my uncles, you know, that were like wanting to support me. Oh, yeah, I know it was great. <laughs> you know, just so sweet. Like, oh, I left your book. And I was like, I'm sure you, you know, you took everything away from that. But, um, <laughs> but I just like women are put into these boxes in society. And I mean, only in our generation really are women breaking out of those gender stereotype roles, working at home, being quiet, all of these sorts of things. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 you've got power inside of you. You can actually be and do whoever you want. Take it all in, like live your life the way you want to live it. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Here for that. Amplifying those voices. I agree that diet culture is very loud, but like we can be louder, Mm -hmm. right? If, if the right people, again, if you have the right people, in whatever orbit you create for yourself, then you can drown out those voices. It's just, I know that I lived my life very long time Mm. in, in environments, both online and in real life, surrounded by people that were just perpetuating diet culture for me. Right. I grew up as a competitive gymnast. I worked in a gym. There were all these situations I was putting myself in and not because I knew any better, Mm -hmm. but people just put a lot of value on the way that people looked in the environments I was in. And now since that's pivoted, it it makes a difference for sure. And we can make a difference. Like each and every one of us speaking out against our, uh, speaking out against it and speaking of our experiences, it makes such a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of the hardships and navigating it, I was going to ask you what you would tell someone who's feeling stuck in the hardship of breaking free from societal standards, but I think it would be even more impactful if 
we were to ask you, hey, what would you say to Clara when she comes up to you? Hopefully not, but let's say this happens. Hopefully not. Mm -hmm. And she's like, mom, I'm stuck. You know, I, I saw this girl at school. I wish I looked like that. Like, what would you say to your daughter in response to that? Yeah, I think that um, I would start by telling people to remember to, you know, that term stay in your own lane, right? Like mm -hmm. you really got to put the blinders on because to compare yourself to somebody else and somebody else's expectations, that's really unfair. And it does a disservice to yourself. We know that like, we are all so different. We live in such different circumstances and we've all had different experiences and different lives. We all have different genetics. Like there's so many things that make up the reality that we're living in. So if somebody is feeling, and, and I might even like go out and generalize this a little bit. Like if somebody is feeling stuck, if somebody is feeling unhappy with um, the life that they're living one, I want to also remind people again, going back to like that power piece that we're never a victim of, of our circumstances. We actually are absolutely have things happen to us that we can't control, but we always have a choice of how we're going to um, perceive it and then how we're going to move forward from it. So if you are in a place where you are feeling stuck, think about all the, um, I was going to say, think about all the things that you would like to look differently, but that can sometimes be overwhelming. But if you think about like, okay, I would, this is where I am now. This is where I'd like to be. I'm a really big fan of small steps. So like, what's one small thing, because this is the trap that we can also fall into is we want like quick fixes and we want immediate solutions and all these sorts of things. And maybe we'll get them right? Maybe we'll get them, but sustainable transformation doesn't come from restriction. It doesn't come from the short-term solutions, right? We need to implement things that are going to be good for us long-term. So pick one thing at a time, right? Maybe it is, I don't move my body at all. And I actually would like to be healthy. I'd like to do X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe you just decide that you're going to move your body for five minutes, every day, right? Start small. And then once you've mastered that one thing, then you can start to move kind of on to the next thing till you're all of a sudden wake up, you know, two months from now and you feel a little bit better than you did two months prior. Again, it's not like you're going to wake up in two months and be like the perfect person that you always wanted to be because who's ever going to get to that place? Really? No one ever. And that's okay. Right. That's the other thing is that like, that's, that's okay. We're always growing and changing, but yeah, like start small, give yourself grace um, and just try to to kind of put those blinders on um, for the things that you find that are triggering for you and really surround yourself with things that are going to lift you up and inspire you and make you feel good. Oh, so important. That blinders up, man. You're just a walking so sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane and do your I thing. was like, what? Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. <laughs> so although these roads that we take are obviously not linear in any regard, um, I wanted to know what are some red flags that come up for you when you hear that inner mean girl or old habit or old thought pattern start to creep in? What are your red flags that like, oop, trigger? <laughs> yeah, you know what? As much, and the two of you probably find this too, like as much work as you do. 
as much as you grow and develop that shit, that programming is so deep and it's so deep and it's so subconscious that if you're not careful, you're like, you hear it, right? Oh, you probably shouldn't be eating that. Or, oh, look at, look at you versus that person or whatever. For me, a really big uh, red flag is when I start to compare myself to like other people, what other people are doing, whether it be on their fitness journey or even like what other people are doing in their business, what other people are doing in whatever space I happen to be looking at. If I find that I'm comparing myself, then I'm like, whoa, whoa. It's like, there's two versions of Andrea. It's like the, the, the subconscious programming Andrea. And then this Andrea, who's like, Hey, no, no. Like I, I've, I find that I've gotten a lot better at catching myself. Ironically, when I am moving my body more, I find that I'm less, um, susceptible to those negative patterns, to those old programmings that kind of come up that inner mean girl. Like when I'm really taking care of myself and doing things that like fill my cup, really like doing my routines. Like even before we started this episode, like I get nervous as does anyone else, like coming on a show. I I freaking have my own show and I still get nervous like when I'm going on to record. So like something that really helps me stay grounded and stops that loop of like, you're going to say something stupid da, 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 is like grounding myself. So I like sat down and I shuffled my deck of cards and I pulled out an affirmation card. Ironically, it says there's nothing sexier than my authentic truth. Oh, that's the card that I pulled. Yes. What are these cards? Then, um, I need these, this deck. Oh, this Gabrielle Bernstein. You probably know who oh, she yeah. is. Yeah. It's the, the universe, universe has, has your, your back. back. Such a good. They're beautiful. I love them. It was my first deck and I use them all the time. I put mine away, actually. Now I'm going to have to pull, pull them, them back out, girl. Oh my gosh. I actually have two decks here, that one. And then a friend of mine just came out with her own deck. They're called Sprinkle That <gasps> Love Sparkle. That. And they're, they're affirmations, but there's also journal prompts on the back. Anyway, so I have like all of these. We'll put, we'll put them in the show. We'll put the link to both of those in the show notes. Totally. Here. Cool. Okay. Totally. Yeah. They're the best. So I wrote it like, down. <laughs> Yeah. When I'm, when I'm doing those kinds of things that keeps me grounded. And then that keeps those voices quiet. So what's, what's really important for me? Cause I'll, you know, I used to think, okay, I'm going to do this for three weeks or whatever. And then after that, then I'm going to be good. I'll be cured and everything oh. will be fine. Right. But that's, it doesn't work like that. It uh-uh. doesn't work like that. It's like that real. Yeah. Can we skip? I always use reels as examples. <laughs> Like, because can first we of all, reels are great and one, two you know? years are great. <laughs> you have great reels. <laughs> Thank you. But like, the I, we, we're, we're learning, Becca and I. Once upon a time, I was the worst at them and Becca was teaching me. And now I'm never doing these together. But the can we skip to the good part thing always makes me think of like, every time I see that reel, I'm like, oh, that's so true in so many parts yeah. of our life. We want to just be like, yeah. Crockpot microwave culture. And then stay there. But like, we don't stay there, right? It's like a consistent, continuous thing. So yeah, I just like when I am staying, I guess like when I'm living mindfully and living in the present and like really being in tune with myself is how I kind of keep those things quiet. I mean, I'm a little bit of like a control freak too. So when I can kind of make sure things around me are like in my control. I can relate. um, Yeah, Yeah. that that also helps, which is I think part of the reason why, um, and I know we're probably going to touch on this, why um, I'm really like, I'm actually 
up, up and down and struggling a lot right now um, because I'm going through something that is very out of my control. So it's just like making me draw extra hard on all like of the resources that I've built. And this is why it's so important to have like tools and things that, you know, work for you so that you can, you know, keep going back to those things. Building that toolbox. Yeah. Yep. Sure. You mentioned that you set us up for the segue really nicely. I so told you, I love that. segues. <laughs> you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that when you're moving your body more, you find that you just can tackle the world a little bit different, which I think a lot of us can relate to. What are some of your fo- favorite forms of movement? <gasps> oh, I mean, I guess. It's oh, that like, sigh. Yeah. I'm like, what do I pick? Okay. So I'll start with like, what is my jam right now? Um, and that is spin. So there is a local mm. spin studio to me. Actually, I believe there's one in Toronto. No, there is. There's a spin co. I go to spin co yeah. um, in Waterloo here and I just love being on the bike um, and in that room and in the community environment. So I'm really digging spin right now. Um, but I love strength training. I love feeling strong. So I, you know, do things that like make me feel strong. I like used beach body for years. So like there's certain trainers on there that I love that I gravitate to. Um, and I love to do like those type of workouts. Same. Um, I also love getting outside. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> okay, so let's hear. Who are your favorite trainers? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I mean, you go. You go. I have. I well, I like are. their cycle classes. I've been also really loving recently. So Talia and Lee Jimenez are my favorite you. cycle trainers. Also, Jenny. Jowson, Jowson, I always say her name wrong, mm-hmm. but Shanti, Shanti is my, is my man. He's the one that really on my journey doing those, his programs and the way that he, he kind of talks to you and it's not mm-hmm. usually ever about losing weight. It's yeah. always about feeling good. And it's always about yeah. embracing your body. And when he started talking, I was like, my trainer's talking like this. Like at first it felt weird. Have you read T for transformation? Oh, e- three times. Yeah. yeah. Three times. Yeah, so good. Yes. Ugh. And I love him. Walla. Those are my, those, yeah, that's my squad. That's, those, those are my two. Those are my boys. I am yes. like when, oh my gosh, when Clara was younger, like we have videos of her, like, cause she always, I would like, she would want to work out with me and we see mm-hmm. her like, Oh, there's Shanti. Like she just like <laughs> loved Shanti. Yes. Lacey, Lacey Green is right up there too. As like the trifecta of strength training. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jericho. Jericho is my girl um, yes. because she, I was almost going to like give up on my fitness journey altogether. And Morning Meltdown 100 came out mm. and changed everything for me. Literally changed, made me love fitness again, made made me love what I did for a living again. Like literally made me love everything just because she's, she's so my energy. Yeah, she's she's got like great energy. She's literally just like a lightning bolt. You know, she's a literal lightning bolt. I got a lightning <laughs> bolt tattoo after I completed that oh, program cool. because it was just such a great experience for me. And she... I love the whole, like, say yes. Like, can you do this? Say yes. I love the affirmations. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> which surprised me, is Elise. I love Elise. I love Bar. Who knew that this girl who looks like a baby giraffe doing Bar would love Bar? <laughs> but I love it. And why? It has nothing to do with the movement. Do I love hit training that Jericho does? Sure. Do I love balance training that Elise does? Yeah. But the two things they have in common as trainers is that they lead with affirmations. Mm. And- 
that has been a game changer. I need my trainers. It's so, this is how I operate in like the real world too. Like I need words of affirmation. That is how I operate. If I don't get that affirmation from people, I just don't, I don't thrive. I'm not a blooming ass bitch (laughs) when I don't get affirmations. So I need them. So that's so interesting that my movement is rooted Mm -hmm. in that. And I've now started going back to hot yoga. The reason I love hot yoga so much and just yoga in general is because there's so much focus on like, you can do this. You can, you can. Yes, you can keep pushing. There's 16 different modifications you can do, but you can do it. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. Like, look how cool that is. Just even through our seasons of life. Mm -hmm different movement that serves us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the conversation around so cool. all of them is all the same. It's like empowering and none of yeah. none, nothing yeah. that all three of us said had to do with changing how we looked. It was all about right. being no. in the right mindset and wellness in that way. That speaks to the work that we've all done though. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Which, and it is work. The work. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh my gosh. So we love asking this question because I think that the answers vary in the the most wild ways. But when did you first become aware of your body? Hmm. Okay. So recently, um, I had to write an introduction for the Body Bliss project that I'm working on. You may or may not have seen this kind of floating around um, on the gram, but... And in that introduction, I just talked a little bit about some of the numbers as they relate to when we start to notice bodies and that sort of thing. And one of the stories that like is so clearly in my mind, and at this time I was in grade seven. So however you are, or I'm sorry, grade eight. So again, like 12, 13 years old. And I remember there was a like end of the school pool party with like me and these three or four other girlfriends that I had. Um, and I knew at that time that I wasn't like fully comfortable in my body, but I also knew that everyone else there was going to be wearing a bikini. And so I asked my mom if she would take me to the store and buy me a bikini. So I remember I bought in true Andrea fashion, this bright ass, like lime green. Yeah. <laughs> that had like the bandeau top with the straps but I didn't buy bikini bottoms. Instead, I bought like the shorts, like the little boy shorts that they came with mm-hmm. um, because I was like, they cover things more for me. And so we get to the party and I'm like, you know, at the pool party and everyone's like, let's take a picture. And I can picture the picture in my mind. I was so strategically like placed my arm like this, like across my stomach and like tried to kind of hide behind one of my friends. And like, again, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And then it just like, I I mean, there have been countless of those moments since then, but that's like one really pivotal moment for me that I remember being like, oh, like I, I feel like I'm not happy with my body right now. Oh my gosh. I feel like so many women have that pool party. I mean, it was the fifth Mm -hmm. grade one. It was our fifth grade pool party. But yeah, but I feel like also it's a weird subconscious of, okay, now I know what I have. You go to that first one, right? Where you first feel uncomfortable and then you almost Mm -hmm. start to provide or give yourself these survival tips almost, right? So you're like, okay, I know how to stand for the next picture now, or I know what to wear for the next time, or I know what I need to do or what I need to quote unquote, I'm using air quotes because this is not true, 
eat the week before and it starts and it starts to really start building and that narrative starts to develop at such like babies elementary there's a full house episode about that man yes yeah pj had to go to the the party and she was like not eating and killing herself on that stairmaster thing oh my god that's right party yeah oh my gosh that's that was such an important episode not hindsight i should have paid way more attention yeah she like almost passed out at the gym yes Oh, wow. They were way before their time. That was not, that was not spoken about. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Wow. Wow. Oh, the pool party saga. I was just immediately thrown into a time machine. I mean, I mean, pool (laughs) parties. Yeah. Like I'm still, I'm going on vacation in like five weeks. This is the thing you do the work, but you still have like triggering moments or certain events where you're like, oh, after the pandemic happened. And I, I'll never forget. We actually did a podcast episode about this because I was like, whoa, where did that come from? After like the, the, I mean, it's been wild in Ontario too, the lockdowns, but after like the first long lockdown, it was spring. Um, and my spouse's business partner was coming over to like, talk about the next upcoming season. And I was in the backyard and I needed to go to the front of the house to get something from the garage. And I shit you not. My thought was, Oh, I wonder if Steve's going to think that I got bigger since the last time he saw me. Like what? Wow. Like what? And then I was like, Oh my gosh. Like it's all, it's like, again, it's there. Always there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's important, but again, a testament to the work you've done that it really rocked you to be like, Whoa, where, what? You were so aware of that feeling like a big no hell to the Mm no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you still feel it like at your core, there's still a small part of you. That's like, Oh Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I think that it's important to those things can coexist. Like you can have yeah. that. Oh, yeah. what if he thinks this or what if they think that, but also I'm so much better in X amount of areas of my life. <laughs> well, and like for the record, no, there's never been a time where like I've ever had any reason to think that he would think that. Yeah, right, right, right. Like it's literally just my own shit. I know like, it's you versus you though. Right. Always, it's totally yeah. you versus yep. you always. Yep. Oh the struggle is oh real. Oh my gosh. I th- it's like thinking about all those times. It's just, we've all, we all have those stories, but like Becca said, we love asking that question mm-hmm. because as sad, because it is, it is fully sad, but every guest we've ever asked that question. And when we talk to each other about the answer to that question, what's fucked up is that you, we were kids, right? We were kids, literally yep. kids. We have yet to ask one guest that question where it's like, Oh, I was 25. No. Yeah. No, it starts. And that's why I do the work that I do, because like one day, one day there is going to be a generation of girls who are just like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right. Yes. I I feel it brewing. I really, being in, in the schools, I really feel it brewing. Like the conversations that I have with, when I have students that I've had years ago, come back that are in high school now the conversations are very much like she was just doing her thing. She like, it's never, when I ask the girls how they're doing, it's never what they're looking like or like, Oh, did you hear like so-and-so looks like this now? Like it's never been that, which I think is so amazing. And I hope please more of that, Mm -hmm. more of that. Fingers crossed. We can only hope. Okay. So now the exciting stuff. (laughs) 
This hasn't been exciting. <laughs> this is even more exciting. Okay, so you're expecting. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so has that presented new challenges with mindset management? Yeah. Along this journey. For sure it has. And I would like to really start by saying it. I did an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago um, with another coach. And, and we talked about like navigating seasons of change with your body. And, you know, I said, I struggle even sharing this because I am so empathetic and because I am so like cautious about the world around me. Um, I know um, that it is a gift for me to be pregnant. Okay. I know that. Um, but it, again, going back to that coexist, right? Like I am very grateful that I am pregnant, but it's also really challenging for me to let go of that control um, to watch my body get bigger to have to buy new clothes, to not be able to move in the same way because movement is like so important for me. Like I can't stretch the same way that I used to, which then means like my body hurts more, like, you know, those kinds of things. So there definitely is like some, some old body image um, challenges that are coming up for me in, uh, in this process so far. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, and then, and also how beautiful of that our bodies are making, you know, have the ability yeah. to do these things. So it's, it's, is just that coexisting also gives yourself grace too, to know that those things can be present in the same time of your life. Yeah. I just, I can't move in the same way that I did before. And while I'm really, really grateful for what is happening um, with my body, I'm also just you know, navigating kind of the waters as I, as I move through them and and the thoughts will come up and going back to allowing yourself some grace. I think that what I've learned that I need to do that I traditionally hadn't before is allow myself to have days where I struggle, allow myself to have days where I don't feel as motivated, allow myself to have days where I'm not quote unquote on my game. And that's okay. Because again, it's all part of the process of going through this journey of life. And so as anything, this is just a season and every season does change and grow into a new season. Yes. Oh, love that. It's a moment. Honor it. Instead of talking, I feel like we talk shit on ourselves so much when we start feeling bad because we'll start blaming. If I'm stressed, I'll start blaming my body. If any external factors of life are frustrating or not working out, I'll blame my, even though my body has nothing to do with it. We're so quick to just immediately go back to that when it really, it's completely irrelevant. Those things are not the same (laughs) or exist the same way. And also like... (laughs) our bodies, they show up for us every, every single day, every single day for the last 30, however odd years to 50, however odd years, you have the same body. It shows up for you every single day. And some of us talk so much crap about it. Some of us beat it up. Mm -hmm. Some of us don't take care of it in the ways that we should. And like our body, like our cells are always listening. And when you think a thought, you're brain and your soul doesn't know if it's truth or not. And so like it will internalize that. And then that's going to be the reality that you start to live. So we got to be really careful about what we're telling ourselves. And also remember like, thank you, body. Thank you for getting me through this workout. Thank you for 
carrying this child for me. Thank you for like allowing me to show up um, in the way that I want to show up and always like get like literally getting me out of bed every day. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Oof. What is one tip or piece of advice you wish you had been told in the beginning of your journey? If you think that you need to do external work, you really need to do internal work. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Because you can do all the outside stuff, right? We hear about this all the time. People lose 70, 80 pounds. um, And they think that once they do that, that everything is going to be solved. They're going to feel better. They're going to be better. And maybe temporarily they do. But if you don't do the internal work on, again, owning your power, on all of the self-limiting beliefs you have, on the way that you talk to yourself, on how you manage your stress, dealing with any traumas that you've had or anything like that, right? All of those things, like our bodies take that and, and they show that. Um, and so if you don't do, if you think you need to do exterior work, you really need to do internal work because when you do the internal work, all of a sudden the exterior doesn't matter as much. Right. Right. It doesn't matter as much because you're healing in here. And then this is just a vessel. Right. Just the container of your magic. That's right. (laughs) The keeper of your soul. Yeah. all, All of those things. It's so true. So true. The whole beautiful inside and out thing has a whole new meaning when you're actually doing the work internally, because it's like, it sounds very cliche, but it actually does mean something very powerful if you're doing the work on both ends. It does. And the other thing too, is that like the work can be fun. Like it doesn't have to be grueling. It doesn't have to be like puking and like, you know, all of this stuff, like movement can be fun. Nutrition can be fun, right? Like there are delicious, beautiful fueling foods. It has to do with perspective, but it's just like, it it doesn't have to be hard. It can be fun. Yeah. Thanks for adding that. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it is really easy to hear the word work and be like, shit, I don't want to do work. I just worked all day. You know what I mean? (laughs) But you do have to change your perspective because I know Becca says this a lot, but you are worth the work, right? Like you're worth it because who else is going to do it for you? Mm -hmm. Like no one, no one's going to show up and do the work for you and do the reps or show up or do any of you. It's got to start with you or save you. No one's coming to save you. No, no one's going to ring your doorbell and be like, here you go, solution to all your problems. It's just not going to happen. So thank you for saying that. And I also have to circle back to the fact that you are giving, I really respect the fact that you're giving women permission who are pregnant to be grateful for the fact that they're pregnant, but also not be having the best time. (laughs) Like it's okay. And like, I think that's really important to say because obviously it's no secret that I'm working really hard to become a mom, but I am a control freak and I already know Mm -hmm. that that's going to be problematic (laughs) in my pregnancies. Like big time, (laughs) biggest Enneagram eight there is like, I'm going to lose it. And I already know that going in. So I'm like preemptively doing the work for Mm -hmm. that. But I also don't know what my pregnancies will look like. Right. I have no idea. I don't know if I'll enjoy it. So I think that it's important 
to say that and be like, it's totally okay if you're like, I'm really excited to have this baby, but like, I'm not so excited for the process. Well, and this is what like That's my okay. mentor said to me a few weeks ago, we had like a mastermind call and I had to hop off early. And so I was like, Oh, I got to hop off early. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. And I was just like crying. And she's like, I could just tell like your energy was off. Like what's going on. And I just said to her, I said, I'm really struggling with how to show up in like my social space right now, because I've created my entire platform, um, around one thing, um, and like loving your body and accepting your body and, you know, like all of this positive mindset stuff. And I feel so far away from that right now. And I'm really struggling. Like, how do I show up? How do I tell people like, listen, I'm fucking happy that I'm pregnant. I understand, like I am, but it's also really hard for me this time around. Um, and she's like, it's okay for you to say that she's like, by you saying Mm -hmm. it exactly what you said by you saying it, it gives other people permission to be like, oh, thank God. You know, like I don't yeah. have to. And, and so when she said that, I was like, okay, like I'll test out these waters. So I started like sharing a little bit about it. And people then said to me like, that really resonates. Um, so again, I'm still like really mindful of the way that I'm sharing. Um, but it's just, yeah, I like, I like to know that it makes people feel like real. It like humanizes things a little bit, right? Like we're so, yes, people does. expect that we are going to act a certain way. Like when we get certain, so like, oh, I'm getting married. Um, yeah, that's great. Or, oh, like I'm getting a divorce and all that automatically people are like, oh, and you're for some people that's really great Great. for them. Right. Right. Or like, yes, we, we have these assumptions about how people should feel about milestones in their lives. Um, and when it's something that's not like so socially acceptable, we like feel bad for our own. I felt like I found myself feeling bad for feeling bad. Like, right. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point. Yes. Yeah. Show up messy. Everyone's a mess. No one has it all together. <laughs> yeah. If somebody says something, instead of like assuming a feeling, this is something that I'm really trying to do now. If somebody like shares something with you, instead of assuming a feeling and like mirroring whatever you think that feeling should be, be like, Oh, how does that feel? Or like, how do you feel about mm-hmm. that? Right. Because then you can then mirror and meet them where they're at instead of like, unintentionally shaming them for feeling different. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. And it's, and it feels like it's like, Oh, how do I do that in the moment? Like I'm going to do this. And sometimes it's off-putting to be like, Oh, I've never been asked that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how that makes me feel. No, you know, you do, you do. And it's okay. Either way. It's okay. Feelings are valid. They're going to flood. Like, they're going to come in and go out. You know, they're ever changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so important. So thank you for that. Now we want to know, what does your ideal Andrea day look like? Like, where would you be? Who would you be with? What would you be doing? Let's hear it. I actually love this question because my co-host and I, we've decided, so we're going to be recording in a couple of weeks. And one of the episodes we're recording is like my perfect day. Like, what is my perfect day? (laughs) So I've given this some thought already. (laughs) First of all, um, I get to sleep in and like wake up when my body wants to wake up. So it doesn't mean like I sleep until noon, but it's like my body is just like, I'm rested now. I am going to wake up. (laughs) So that having a quiet cup of coffee, spending time with people that I love. So my family, my friends, being in nature, eating really good food, 
and just doing things that like fill my soul and make me laugh. I love laughing. And sometimes I'll watch things yes. just to make me laugh. Like yes. if I feel like I need it, you know, like I'll put on AFV yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and just watch it. Um, and then if it's a really funny one, I'll keep rewinding it. And somehow it makes me laugh even more. So like, I'll, it'll be a day where I have like a really good belly laugh. And I'll go to bed like at a decent hour too. Like I won't stay up too late, like feel rested. Just, you know, those days when you go to sleep and you're just like smiling, it's like, oh, that was just like such a good day. That's like, yeah, just that those are all the things I would do on like my perfect day. Sounds like such a peaceful, great day. Yeah. Yeah. Pure joy. I want one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. This has been such a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. so grateful. We're definitely going to be dropping your book in the show notes, as well as those affirmation cards, because you can never have too many. Maybe I'll even toss in my favorite deck, (laughs) just for shits and giggles. All of the decks. What's your favorite deck? The Affirmators deck. I post them a lot. These cute little, I'm sh- sorry, everyone that has to oh. hear us doing this, Ooh. but it's just like, I mean, the, the, the cover of them is, is a bunny riding a unicorn through a rainbow. <laughs> so I mean, they gotta be right? good. That is, yeah, it's on brand. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> Yes, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much. And you, Boo Crew, you can actually do this. (laughs) Yes, you You can. can. Whatever it is. Whatever this is. You can. Yep. Just quiet out the voices, stay in your lane, feel all the feels. All of the things at once can all coexist and it'll all come together. So... Thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge and your energy with us today and we will tag like we said boo crew everything in the show notes and give andrea a follow for all of the things and i never know how to end these episodes I mean, we're really bad at this i don't know if you- i'm like that too i'm like and get you next time like yeah, like you- so, you immediate know finger guns you know immediate finger guns you know what's so interesting is that we recorded an extra on purpose this season so that we wouldn't have to do this, but we didn't think about how that would affect the ending of an episode. Like when we're live ending episodes, because it ends it for us. I I know, but I always forget what we say in the extra too. Yes. Right. Yes. We have an extra, but what's the ending to the extra? (laughs) How do you get there? How do you like end it so that it's a smooth transition? It's not. And now it's just, and now it's just an ongoing funny thing that we do. So, you know, if it is, we will shake your heads and make you email us come hell or high water. Hello. Hello. With three O's at I got you lube up and slide into our DMS. I got you boo pod on the Instagram machines and check out Andrea's, you know, show notes or our show notes for Andrea's link to all. And you're going to see her tagged in all of our stories anyway. So yeah. Catch you next and share week. all of your takeaways. Yes. You know, share the takeaways. Tell us <laughs> all the things that you think and share feel. them. <laughs> no one can see me except for you. I mean, <laughs> we got it. There is, got a, it. There is there video. Is video. <laughs> There's video. We're fine. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thank you for spending your time with us, boo crew. And I, I got, got you, boo. boo. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yes, that was a good one. Yes. 
Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod. Oh, 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 oh